And this is what it means. When you're in an active state, sometimes the world will not know what you're doing and that's okay. But when you start getting active enough and you start growing, people will begin to watch. They will begin to listen. They will begin to, to see that you're being it till you see it. Mm-hmm. And then they start saying, whoa, this person's not going anywhere. Freaking consistent. What's going on with that? I want to check this person out over here. But there were times where, Leslie, I, I lost confidence in myself. I'm going to say this right now. We, I think people put on this perfectionism mask. This is what you talk about, right? It's, they make you like, I made it here and this is what you got to do. No, it ain't that easy. It's not that one step and it's like, are oh, you going to be here? No, you're going to have to fall on your face a little bit. You're going to have to get, get your elbows dirty a little mm-hmm. bit. It's going to happen. And if you don't want that to happen, then stay comfortable. But if you really right. want to get outside that comfort zone, you're going to have to trip and fall a little bit and try some things out that may not work. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lassa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you for being here. I am loving being back in my podcast room, recording some guests, um, especially because all of these guests I have been waiting to interview for months, actually. Um, one of the things that I had, it was intentional about a few years ago is that I wanted to take December's off. And in order to do that, I had to get, you know, 12 months of work done in 11 (laughs) and kind of less. And I started that about 2020. And what that allowed me to do was have December off in 2021. And then that allowed me to have it off in 2022. And why am I telling you this? Because if you want to make change, you actually have to make the change. And you, I know that's like, duh, but seriously, you actually can't expect things to just happen. So when I wanted to have a December's off, I didn't get to have that December off of that year, um, which was, I got to have part of it, but I got to actually do the work to be it till I see it, to have the next December off and the next December off. And so that meant meeting amazing people like today's guest, Adrian Starks, uh, months ago, (laughs) as going to be on the podcast months ago. And then going, by the way, you won't see anything open until January because that's all I had. I had to block things off so I could get things done. And so this guest I've been so excited to have on the show. He has an incredible podcast called Your Purposeful Life. I've been on it. You must go listen to that episode and the episodes that came out around it and all the episodes just binge out actually, because what Adrian is helping you do is be more purposeful with your life. And there isn't one way to do that. And I'm so excited for you to hear his words. First of all, his voice is going to blow your mind. Second of all, there's so much honesty and vulnerability in this episode. And I really want you to listen to that. Um, So if you're on a walk, enjoy. Um, If you're driving your car in traffic, I hope that we help you get past any negative Nancys that are out there on the road with you. And let us know what out of this podcast helps you live your purposeful life. Let's you be it till you see it. I want to know. Um, and so you will want to make sure you tag the be a pod. And if you have any questions, feel free to send those in. We'll make sure we put them in the recaps and until, and you know, help you out in any way we can, because we're here to help you be it till you see it to, uh, enjoy imperfections in your life. And with our guest, Adrian, to help you live your purposeful life. And so here is Adrian Starks. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo!
All right, be it, babe. I'm so stoked. First of all, cannot wait for you to hear the voice that's about to appear on the other side of mine in this moment. But I have an amazing guest here. I got to meet him by being on his incredible podcast. And so when I got to know him more and got to hear what he, his story is about, I was like, oh my God, you have to be on the Be It Pod because if Adrian has not been it till he saw it, then I don't really know who has. So Adrian Starks, thank you for being on the Be It Till You See It podcast. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're rocking at these days? Ooh, well, I'm happy to be here. First of all, Leslie, thank you. And yes, I'm Adrian Starks. I am a podcast host of Your Purposeful Life. I'm a speaker, narrator, entrepreneur, and writer. So I do a lot of things. And right now I'm just hanging out in the purposeful life world and just being it till I see it. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. <laughs> um, was like, was, were you always living your purposeful life or like, did you come upon something that's like, I need to be more purposeful? How did that become about? Hell no. I have to say <laughs> it took some time to get there. I used to be one of those people that would ask the question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And the universe never gave me an answer back. And I kept getting myself into constant messes, which I call the human mess, but I never learned from them until eventually I decided that I was responsible for my own mess and I had to figure out how to create a better process. And this hit me probably about a couple of years ago. And I realized, I said, oh, wow, it's not what is my purpose. It's what do I want to be purposeful towards? What do I need to do on my end to make some changes happen? What energy do I need to shift out there to create something different that I really want to experience? And it took a lot of mistakes, a lot of challenges, a lot of going through the motions. But eventually I got to the point where I was like, this is my sweet spot. I'm going to be here in my lane. And anybody that gets in this lane, they better be rolling with me if they're not then I'm going to roll past them. And that's where I'm at now with my life of just energetically being purposeful about what I do. So there's a few things that I really love there. First of all, the human mess, um, humanness, <laughs> like aren't we all? And I also thank you for sharing like that whole, like, what is my purpose? Because I have a lot of people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. And it's like, I think we're expecting it to just like, you know, like the world stops and everything <laughs> glows and it's like, ha, ah, this is it. And you're like, here, what, here's what it is. And it's actually, you know, um, I think that's a lot of pressure, <laughs> you know, like so much pressure. Like we're, we don't all have to cure cancer and become president of something like we, <laughs> you're, you know, but so I love that you're like, how do I be more purposeful? Um, what a great way to take action in your life instead of waiting for your purpose to find you, um, or for you to be able to find what that purpose is. Um, did you start like with one thing at a time? Like what, how did you start becoming more purposeful? Like what is that first step? The first step is finding out or self-discovery. You got to dig and deepen yourself. You got to learn how to start dating yourself again. It's really the truth. You got to start learning how to ask yourself questions. What do I want to do? Where do I want to go next? What do I want to experience? And you have to get crystal clear on that. And I remember this quote from Thomas Carlyle. He's a Scottish philosopher. And he said that a person without a purpose is like a ship without a rudder. You can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So at some point you have to ask yourself, okay, what do I want this thing to be? And you have to know yourself first. I know it's hard for a lot of you to, to hear that because you're like, oh, I know myself. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm still learning about myself as we speak right now. And there's so many things that you haven't asked yourself about or even decided to go in and do what we call an interrogation or a, or a questioning of yourself. Sometimes you have to get on your own nerves and say, what the hell is wrong with me right now? And why am I doing this? Why am I choosing this path? Why am I choosing these people? Why am I choosing this? And when you start asking that question, then you'll dial back and the answer will come in silence. So back to your question, my purpose came in many different forms and fashions. And now I've just learned to take a few of them and blend them in together. Mm. Yeah, I love that dating yourself. I think so often people, they do things because they've always done that way. This is how I, this is how, like, there's a funny story uh, that it will all make a point. Is like my in-laws, my mother-in-law was making the turkey and she like cut the top of the turkey off and put it in the oven. Just every year, cut the top of the turkey off, put it in the oven. And finally someone goes, why did you, why are you cutting the top of the turkey off? What are you doing? And she goes, let me call my mom. And she calls her mom and she's like, Hey mom, I'm cooking the turkey way you cook the turkey. Why do you cut the top of the turkey off? And she said, well, my oven was too small for full-size turkeys. 
So like, I think we don't realize like we've been doing things, like we do these things because the way our parents did them, because we've always done them that way, because that's how everyone does it. And we've like, until someone goes, why? So we go, why do I do it? Why do I like my eggs this way? Why do I get up? Or like, what, what are those? You can't really know yourself. And then you just keep doing, like you're just walking through life and it's a, it's this, it's groundhog day. It's a groundhog day. And the greatest journey is the journey inward. And I have to say this to the audience today, the longest and hardest journey is the journey inward. And you're not going to figure everything out right away. So don't put that pressure on yourself. You don't need to know everything. There are some people that will say they do. And if they do say that, they're very silly humans <laughs> because they don't know everything. And if you did, what else is there to learn? And I always have this, this thing too about the best version of yourself. I don't like that term. And I'll tell you why. When we say that I want to be the best version of myself, then what else is there once you hit that ceiling? Yeah. Where else are you going to go? You're here on this planet to do three things. That's to learn. Some of us are hard at learning. We don't want to learn our lessons. <laughs> I was there many times and I still am at some point. I can be a hard head. Two, we learn and then we have to grow. That means we have to take what we've learned, apply it into action. And you talk about this, be it till you see it. You learn something. Okay. It's not there right now. What do we do? We start acting toward that thing. Mm -hmm. And then with the growth. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. Learning, I love that you said it's hard. like, some, well, some of us just don't want to be wrong. That's why I think that <laughs> the learning is hard because you could end up being wrong. Like, you could have been, how many Thanksgivings did they cut the best part of the turkey? Off? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's true. You know? so, we have a hard time being wrong. So, we don't want to be wrong. I think, like, we're, if we learn, we might be like, oh, we might have to like do it differently. And then that's really scary. Um, action, by the way, I said in the intro of this podcast, if you keep skipping through, you're skipping through good stuff. Action is, uh, is the antidote to fear. So if you're scared of that, like take action, it feels really good. And then growth can come from that because you get clarity. Um, mm -hmm. I do love, thank you for saying that I've, cause we always say, well, I want to be the best version of myself, but then it's almost like a period. It's like a, like a, like a peak, you know, and I have, a an episode that will already have come out by the time this one does. But, um, the guest was like, Carrie Ford said like, you know, it's a mountain with no peak. Like, like learning about yourself and growing is like, you're just on a mountain with no peak. And that can sound really depressing or it can sound really exciting. Like what views are up here? What views are up here? And what am I going to learn up here? So on this journey, did you ever get frustrated with yourself? Because it's not like you can go from like trying to like do everything right. And like, and then going to like looking for your purpose and then getting comfortable with like, I'll never actually like, I'll never be done. <laughs> True. I'm glad you asked that question. I want to address two things. When I say purpose, this is why I say purposeful, because I'm constantly in the action of, of dating myself and getting familiar with my purpose and putting it into the action of energy and serving. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say purposeful. What I want to get back to is the growth. I mentioned the learning, the growing, the third step is full expression. Mm. And this is where the purpose really manifests itself. This full expression is now the truth that you have and the trust you have and honoring yourself to know that I've grown so much and I love myself so much that I am willing to do this now, despite the fact that I may not be seen as perfect or the best. And that is what I call the cycle, learn, grow, and fully express. And in that is the human mess. Shit happens, things come up, people come in and come out, you make mistakes, but it's like this canvas of paint that you just, eventually you're smearing things and eventually you start seeing this reality called your life mm -hmm. unfolding. You're like, oh, I can see why that happened over there, why I spilled that over there. I can see mm -hmm. why this happened over here. And then that chaos that we call problems, we call disasters are basically things unfolding that we truly don't understand that eventually at some point when they come together for the purpose of what we're doing, we will understand and be like, damn, that's what that was all about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like there was a situation I was going through, um, over the holidays and I, and I was like noticing myself kind of being like victimed, like being a victim of it. Like, why is this happening? Like, I can't believe they're doing this to me. Why? Like all this stuff. And it's like, then like, there's this like part of me that's like actually been learning so much. It's like, what the fuck are you saying to yourself right now? Are you actually doing this right now? Like, you know, you know that this is actually going to be, this is actually muscling you up for the next thing. And I don't know when I will look back and go, so, so glad I went through that. But I do know that it will work out that way because I, to this day, so it'll be 10 years ago this summer that I, 
um, became homeless, totaled my car and the studio I rented space from closed. Like it all happened in the same month. And I remember literally when the third thing happened, just like, what else do you want to take? Cause I don't want to take it with me. Like, I don't want to move into the new place. (laughs) with any of the shit you're going to take. So just take it now. Do you need to burn a fire? Like, what do you need? Right. And, um, and I knew in this, like, I had this like moment of like, this is all going to be great someday. It really sucks right now. So it does take time to get to that spot where you can go, okay, what am I going to learn from this? What is this, where is this going? Like, I'm being curious in there. Um, were you always a curious person or did this come, is there a moment you're like, I gotta be like, I gotta figure this out. Oh, get out of my head. (laughs) I was going to talk about curiosity today. I've always been a curious person since I was a child. I was always that kid that was asking questions. And here's a little bit of my story. When I was in elementary, I had a lot of teachers that were, they didn't know what to do with me. I was very outspoken. I was very just energetic. And to this day, my parents really were happy that they did not allow the teachers in the school system during that time. I'm 41, so I'm an 80s kid to yeah. shut me up. You know, it was like, yeah. you know, 41, word up. <laughs> they don't even use that term anymore, but I, okay. <laughs> it's we're okay. We're it bringing it, it back. There's a lot we're of bringing us. it back. <laughs> we we'll are tired the- of being in the background. 80s <laughs> kids are popping up. <laughs> oh, we're going to put it on a quote card. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to bring it back. You guys remember cassettes? You remember CDs? <laughs> so, yeah, during that time, I was very energetic. So the, the schools tried to put me into what they call medication. They claimed I had ADHD and they really wanted to put me into a corner. My parents mm-hmm. said, no, he's just, he needs to be taught a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little backlash from that. So I was, remember getting my desk at this time, they can't do this, but I would have my desk placed all against, uh, against the back wall of the room. And I was told not to turn around to talk to any students. And these are the things that trauma-wise I grew up with. And I shut down for a very long time as I got into my middle school years because I associated talking with getting in trouble. Yeah. And then my curiosity dropped. I was no longer interested in conversations with people. I just thought that if I say this in class, I'm going to be quiet. But here's the flip side of that. During lunch, I would always go to the library and eat because I became kind of, I wouldn't say antisocial. I got scared of talking to people. Right. And I started reading a lot. I started dissecting philosophers, poets. I started looking at all these things of the past. And I, I fell in love with the art of poetry, Maya Angelou. I fell in love with people like James Baldwin. I fell in love with people like Ralph Emerson, Henry David Thoreau. I can go on and on and on. Wayne Dyer. I fell in love with Earl Nightingale. All these true voices, pioneers. And I realized that, oh, also Louise Hay. And I realized there was a part of me that was missing. And so I got curious again if I started reading a lot. Mm-hmm. And that curiosity came out more and more as I got older. I started asking questions. I started poking the bear a little bit, so to speak. I started challenging people's perceptions. And I lost a lot of friends in behind that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of just whoop, just went with the wind. Yeah. And that's okay. I understood that I was speaking a part of me now that I needed to. So back to your question of curiosity, that's when it started, when I started going to the libraries during my middle school years. But at that point, I'm still curious. Like every day, I, I want to know something different. I'm yeah. curious to know, why are you having a messed up day right now? I'm curious to know, you know, what's going on with this? You, you seem very happy. I'm curious to know, well, why did you tell me that this information is the only information I need to hear right now? Why is this the most important thing in the world? Why is this scaring you? Why do I feel the way I feel? Curiosity is what allows us to really be perceptive and to see things like opportunities. And this is what I want to get at too. Yeah. With your purpose, if you really want to create a purpose, you got to be open to things that come up. You got to mm-hmm. be like, I see that door opening right there. I'm going to go right through that damn thing. Even yeah. if it's like closed, I'm going to go through it. I might get my foot caught in it, but at least I got a little bit of it. You got to get curious that way. You got to get curious enough to make a mistake, to tell, you know, someone that maybe I don't know this. Can you, can you enlighten me on what your, what your thought process is on this? That curiosity just never leaves me. Yeah. And I just want to highlight, did you hear that? Rewind. You have to be curious enough to be able to make a mis- and be okay making a mistake like that. Cause that's how we learn. Like that is, 
if you're listening to this and you want to get into business of any kind, I'm going to tell you right now, you learn more from the mistakes you make in your business than the things that go the way you planned. When things go the way you planned, you have no actually idea of like <laughs> what of those things that you did worked. But when you have, when it doesn't go the way you plan, you can actually go, oh, well, here's where we actually could have done something. Here's, where we could have done something like you can learn from that. Um, so True. all of this actually just takes time. We have to actually create space for this. Mm -hmm. Um, how are you able to create space in your life to get curious and to take time to like work on your purpose and like work on being purposeful? Being alone. I love my alone time. I'm what I call a, a hyped up introvert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad calls me a high functioning one. My friends think I'm an ambivert and we might be ambiverts, but, um, I, I hyped up introvert. Okay. I'm in. Tell me more. Um, okay. So this is what I mean by this. I love my alone time. I love quiet space, but I'm at any point I can, I can gel with people. I can get into a conversation. I can walk into a room. I can really highlight people and really get and have fun. But mm -hmm. I need my time to decompress. I need mm -hmm. my time to re-energize. And that comes from silence. I like to go and just be by myself. I love the ocean. I'm a water sign. So anything with running water soothes me. Mm. I go there in times to think, ask myself questions. And I do a lot of, I would say, note-taking. People call it journaling. I call it note-taking because I take notes on my day and what I've been going through. That's my alone time. That's how I really learn more about myself. And I really find a way to, to re-energize so to speak. So I'd like, I like to be alone, but at the same time, too much alone time is not good enough for me because then my brain starts thinking too many things and yes. then I need to get around other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I, I, um, I can thrive in alone time, but if I'm alone too much, then I actually can overwhelm myself with all the, mm -hmm. the thoughts. In my <laughs> um, and I, I, yes, yes. So, um, I want to go back you before you were doing all the things that you're doing now, which, you know, you're a podcaster, a narrator, all these things. Can you explain like the bridge? Because I think a lot of people listening to this, they're like, they're trying to work on the thing or they have an idea of what it is that they're like wanting more purposeful. They want to be it till they see it. And it's hard. Like, I think some people think it's a light switch. Like I, I close the door on this life and I open the door on this life. And there's actually like a space, there's a whole hallway y'all <laughs> that you get to go through. <laughs> that hallway is long too. You crawl on your knees at some point. At other point, you feel like you're Spider-Man. You're crawling on the walls, trying to avoid this door. It gets crazy. Yes. The answer to your question. Yeah. It was not a light bulb moment. Well, no, it was not a light bulb moment for me where everything just happened. I used to work in a call center. So this is a little bit of my background here. I have a degree in exercise physiology. So I worked in personal training for quite some time, but I really loved helping people. So then I got involved into the medical field because I don't know, for some reason I thought I could do more. And I ended up in a call center in Seattle for about nine years. And here's the funny thing. The call center was a calling to the centering of my life. I learned a lot of communication skills there on the phone. I learned how to talk to people, how to help people, how to see things from their perspective. And with that, after my seventh year, I got really tired and I was just not wanting to go in. And I don't know if y'all feel this way, but if you ever went to a job and just pulling that door open seems heavy, the minute you walk into the room, the atmosphere chokes you and all you hear is just voices and you're just like, damn, oh, I should have called out today. Right. <laughs> I should have called in sick. That's how I felt the last mm -hmm. two years. And then I had to change something. I started looking at what I wanted to do differently. So I knew that I really wanted to get more into the self-improvement world. I was really inspired by the people I've mentioned earlier. And one person in particular, Les Brown, really inspired me. And I was like, I want to be a speaker. I didn't want to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to be an, a, a person, a, a change agent, a voice. And every time I would answer that phone in a call center, they would think I was some automated system. They would say, hey, what are you doing here? You should be like doing voiceovers or something like that. Why are you answering the phones here? And I'm like, oh, you know, well, I'm, thank you for that. Thank you. And I got that all the time. Mm -hmm. and it hit me like, what the fuck am I doing here yeah. right now? Sorry for my language, but I got to say that to express that emotion. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing here right now? I've been here for too long. Where else can I go? Then I started looking at options for myself. And what I'm getting at here is that wherever you, wherever you are, you must grow beyond your environment. Don't have an environment try to change you. You have to change yourself within the environment and get so big enough in your thought process and how you feel about yourself that that damn environment can't even hold you anymore. 
things become easier when you do that. When you start focusing on things outside of yourself, like doing things other than work. So what I used to do is during, uh, on Fridays, this is my favorite part, I would take the bus to go back home, but Fridays were happy hour. So I would always go down into the lobby on Fridays and I would sit at the table and I would write out my list of five things, why I deserve my dream. I write out five statements every Friday and people would come down the stairs, the elevator. What are you still doing here? You should go home, have fun. It's the weekend or come with us to happy hour. I would say, no, this is my productive hour. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to write out these five things. And when I am done, then I will get on my bus. And mm. every time I did that every Friday, and this is what it took for me to grow beyond my environment. And what happened was I started getting opportunities to speak. I started traveling to Canada, right across, right up the street in Vancouver, started speaking at schools. I started speaking at events. The next thing I know, I'm doing some talks, professional talks. And one thing led into the other because I kept thinking about that vision. And remember, y'all, I'm going to go back here. Thomas Carlyle, that Scottish philosopher I mentioned earlier, the quote, a person without a purpose, like a ship without a rudder. Yeah. You're not going to go anywhere. And if you ask a captain like, hey, what is your next port of destination? They can tell you because they know what it is, regardless of what kind of weather comes their way. And that environment couldn't hold me anymore because I knew my destination at that point. I wanted to get out of there, first of all, but I wanted to get more involved in public speaking and narrations. Yeah. I love this because it's like, I, I like, I picture this as like your happy hour, which is actually like the, uh, the irony is like, they're going off to happy hour for that moment, but you spent this purposeful hour to create happiness in your life now. Like you're, do you know what I mean? Like you're not mm -hmm. at that call center anymore. You're doing the things that like really light you up. And, um, I also, like, I always tell people, you know, um, pay attention to the things that people are telling you all the time or asking you all the time. Cause they actually think that you're the expert in that. Like the fact that like every time someone's calling in, they're like, why are you, why aren't you, why aren't you reading my audible book? <laughs> exactly. why, why are the person helping me with my password? <laughs> you know, I think, thank goodness you were listening though. I think, you know, to go back like where with that whole, like, what is my purpose? Everyone's like waiting for a light bulb. It's like, Oftentimes you're being hit over the head with it, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the things that people continue to ask you about <laughs> or to like share with you. Like that is that that's what they are seeing you as. And they're a really good mirror for, for us. Um, uh, you know, so can you talk about some other things that you've done that have helped you go from like growing too big for your space from that space. And then, um, and to that got you to where you're doing today and like what that looks like, because I, I know our peeps are like really big at, they like to take the notes. They want to get the details. They want to kind of know, how did you get there? <laughs> Great question. A lot of, sometimes you have to do things for free. I did a lot of volunteer work mm. while I was there in the call center. I would drive up to Vancouver every other weekend and volunteer for a workshop for about two hours. And what I did was I was studying under a person who was teaching workshops. They were actually a professional speaker. I just reached out to them and said, Hey, I really like your style. I like to learn from you, but I also understand too, that it's not for free. Is there anything that we can bargain with? Can I come in volunteer? And while I'm volunteering, I can be a sponge and whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Did that for two years, went back and forth. And I, I was up there so much. People thought I lived there. So I, I, I put in that time and I didn't get paid for it. I did free talks, didn't get paid for it. I was on social media, didn't get acknowledged for it. And this is what it means. When you're in an active state, sometimes the world will not know what you're doing and that's okay. But when you start getting active enough and you start growing, people will begin to watch. They will begin to listen. They will begin to, to see that you're being it till you see it. Mm -hmm. And then they start saying, whoa, this person's not going anywhere. Freaking consistent. What's going on with that? I want to check this person out over here. But there were times where, Leslie, I, I lost confidence in myself. I'm going to say this right now. We, I think people put on this perfectionism mask. This is what you talk about, right? Is they make you like, I made it here and this is what you got to do. No, it ain't that easy. It's not that one step. And it's like, are you going to be here? No, you're going to have to fall on your face a little bit. You're going to have to get, get your elbows dirty a mm -hmm. little bit. It's going to happen. And if you don't want that to happen, then stay comfortable. But if you really right. want to get outside that comfort zone, you're going to have to trip and fall a little bit and try some things out that may not work. There were a lot of things I did that did not work. 
<laughs> I, I, I was with some people and partnered with people. It did not work. So I tried something else. And mm -hmm. I cannot say that, that I planned exactly how things were going to be. I had a plan, but I let things unfold. And as they unfolded, I decided, okay, this works, this doesn't. Let me keep this over here. This works, this doesn't. Yeah. I just kept doing that over and over again until I got it right. I allowed myself to feel, I allowed myself to make mistakes. I allowed myself to, to celebrate. I think that's another thing too. When I had small victories, I celebrated myself. I went out and bought myself something I really wanted. Say, good job. Yeah. Patted myself on the back. You know, I had yeah. people that were saying, yeah, good job. But it feels so good when you tell yourself good job. It doesn't need to be a grandiose thing, just something minor. And so if you're on a nine to five or anywhere right now, and you're trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there, don't think about that right now. Think about what can you start getting involved with that can change your energetic state wherever you are. Because what happens is when you change your energetic state, like I did, I walked in that call center, that door wasn't heavy anymore. I walked in like I owned the freaking place. <laughs> I was like, what would it be like if I owned this place? How would I act? How would I be? Who would I talk to? And that, and believe it or not, I got offered opportunities to move up in the, in the echelons of command. Right. I didn't want it though. <laughs> I was well, like, I, I want out of here. Well, because you changed your energy and so people noticed. Right. Um, I, I love that you shared that you did things for free and that a lot of things didn't work. Y'all, it's a numbers game. <laughs> More is. likely than not, most of the things aren't going to go the way you <laughs> Hey, More Leslie, like... you know what? They said Babe Ruth, the home run hitter. Actually, Hank Aaron had more home runs to him, but they said that with both of these two combined, they had more strikeouts than he did home runs. But no one knows notices the strikeouts. They only notice the home runs. And success is like that. People only yeah. notice the effect. They don't see all the causes that created that effect. That thank you for pointing that out because that's I mean it's I uh, my husband has a course called like 200 rejections to success. He's like if like you that. go out and you try to get rejected 200 times on the same thing, you will have all the clients you want to have because eventually you'll start to learn like what piques people's interest. What are you saying that actually people like you'll hear all these objections. You'll start to be able to pre like bust those objections before they even come at you. Like you're going to have more potential clients say no to you than yes to you. Cause you couldn't be like, that's just how it goes. Like not everyone's the right person for you or they don't understand it or that's not the right time. And I think we think, oh, well, five people didn't like what I said, so I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough and I'm not going to do it anymore. It's like five mm -hmm. people, <laughs> you know, like, like, like out of, out of 7.8 billion people on this planet, five people said no, and you're going to stop, <laughs> you know? So, um, I think also people don't realize how much you have to do to put yourself out there that is, is uh, you don't get recognized for, or you don't get acknowledged for, and you don't win, you don't get paid. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't learn something from it and it doesn't actually change the course of your life and help you with that purposeful life. It's true. It's true. You know, they're saying that there's over 7 billion people on the planet and out of that 7 billion, there's going to be 5% are gonna, not going to like you no matter what you say or do. Think about that 5% converting to now 500 million people that you're trying to tiptoe around. Don't do it. I tried at one point. Don't do it. Then you mm -hmm. end up hiding. You end mm -hmm. up hiding everywhere. You end up holding your words back. As you said, you know, you, you, Leslie, in your powerful phrase, self-care isn't selfish. You stop taking care of yourself because now you feel like if I do this for this person, add this energy in here to this person, then they're going to like me. I stopped that pony ride a long time ago. Yeah. It's like I come from a heart of intention. If you don't like that, then don't like it. I won't lose any sleep. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think, well, that's where the, the, that's where it's, it's really hard to unlearn that you are supposed to be liked by people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like all these things, like don't brag. Cause that's going to make people not like you. It's not going to make people feel good about themselves and don't. And so all these people are doing all these things like for you, don't talk in class because no one's mm -hmm. going to like you. Cause that's, that's different. And like, <laughs> That messed you know? me up for a long time, Leslie. Let me tell you that that messed with my psych for a very, very long time. Yeah, I mean, how could it not? Like, it's like, it's you know, I mean, the the new. I don't know if the new kids with all the different ways they can learn are are actually in a better state. I hope that they are, because. But I do recall like my the parents, my parents, my mom is probably supposed to be left handed, but they forced me right handed because we can't be different. Don't be different. Same thing from, happened to me too. Really? So I yeah. was allowed to be left-handed, but I had to be in a right-handed world. <laughs> I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty by nature. So this is the funny thing, just to, not to hijack what no. you were saying here. 
I just have to add this in. My mom did the same thing to me. I come from a family of left-handers and my grandmother could not stand my mom did that. But here's the funny thing. Every time now I'm around my mom and I'm eating, I eat with my left hand because I've never, that part of my brain never stopped. And she's like, you're still using your left. I'm like, I do. I open everything with my left hand. I eat with my left hand. Mm-hmm. I grab with my left hand, but I write with this hand, with my right hand. Oh, that's so you're like a nice ambidextrous. It's, but it's so like, those are like the first things that actually change us to conform and really do, do um, mess with like how we feel safe expressing ourselves in this world. And it's such a shame that this happens because we have so much unlearning to do. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that happened to me too. Like your new journey gets to be curious about using the hand that you actually probably are like, what will happen if that, you know, like what can be, what can you learn from that? What can you start to open your eyes to and other things, right? That, that it's not your fault that these were the things that people chose to do to you in your education. But if you continue to live that journey, that is something you would choose. You know, like we can actually, un- we can choose to live a different way. We can choose to get curious and try to unlearn. It might take you years. It might take you the rest of your time on this planet. And, um, but I mean, what else were you doing? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know, being on this planet is a powerful thing. What else, what else were you, what are, what else are we doing here for? Right. What Experience. Else? Right. So I want to go back to, cause we, on your, uh, y'all, if you haven't listened to the episode I did on Adrian's podcast, Your Purposeful Life, please go back and listen to that. It's so good. Um, but you said something to me when we got off the air. Um, you used to call it a purposeful life. Am I correct? Is, did I get that correct? And then you switched the purpo- it. Yeah, me. yeah. Good question. It was the Purposeful Life show. And the reason why I changed it was because I realized that it wasn't about someone coming and finding the answer to purpose. Like coming to the show, I'm like, oh, that's what the purposeful life is all about. Mm-hmm. No, it's your purposeful life. And when you come to the show, you're listening to amazing people like Leslie. And Leslie's energy may resonate with you that could turn on the switch for you to be like, whoa, I need to really look at that a little bit deeper for myself. And within that investigation that we talked about earlier, going deep inside y'all, then you start looking at your purpose a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. your purpose is different for everyone else's. It's not a one size fits all approach. That's why when I, when people say things, especially in the self-improvement world, I may get, I may, I may step on some toes with this and I'm not calling out any names, but I'm gonna have to go ahead and be raw and say it. There's a lot of people that will say, well, you know, I'm going to help you live your best life. I'm going to tell you what it's like to be successful. Bullshit. There's not a person out there that has the only cure all answer. That's why Leslie Mitchell is 7 billion people on the planet. You are designed to resonate with certain people. There are certain people I don't resonate with. I don't want to listen to. I don't care for really. And there's some people that may feel the same way about me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a your purposeful life because you can decide on the show who you want to listen to, who, who wants to resonate with you, but not one person has the cure-all. I don't have the cure-all. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure stuff out myself, but hey, I'm willing to say it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm not perfect. And if anyone out there says they're perfect, run. The other yeah. direction, like run and don't even look back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I do love like the most certain person in the room wins. I think that's really important for people to know when you're trying to help people with whatever your thing is. Like you do need to know that people are not going to trust you if you are not certain about what that is. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> if that person's certainty is they have the actual key to the kingdom for you. Um, and they're giving that same key out to every single person. <laughs> it's not possible. That's where <laughs> the problem is. And I like how you brought that up because I didn't clarify that. In this field that we're in, we're, we're experts in what we do. There's a thing called professional speaking and I do speak on changes and challenges. I'm an expert in that. It's what I do. You ask me questions, I can, I can address, I can show you examples, I can show you action steps, but I will not tell you that this is the only way to do it. Yeah. I will not do that. I will not say that don't go to this person over here or this person. You come to me because you've heard about me through word of mouth. That's where the action expertise comes in. But when people say something, they say that this is the only thing you'll ever need. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, and that goes for nutrition, (laughs) y'all. That goes for money management. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, you know, and I, I, why I brought it up is like the intentionality of words and how it changes what can what people can come so you had the and then you change it to your and it really does allow for permission and freedom of people to 
learn from a different person's purposeful life mm-hmm. without that person just like making a general statement. This is how I had the purposeful life. <laughs> this is like, you know, I think that I think we as humans forget, like you can change a word, like this is happening to me, this is happening for me. Like you change a word and it can actually open up possibility or it can shut things down. Absolutely. And I like that you said that too. It's for a reason that it's your, because it is your life. Mm-hmm. I can't live it for you. Leslie can't live it for you, but you can decide how you want to live it. And you need tools. Remember that cycle, learn, grow, and fully express. We learn from others. We mm-hmm. learn what to do more of. We learn what to do less of. And on that show, it's about the human mess too, that we go through. And when we express that human mess and we laugh at ourselves and say, damn, I don't know how I got through it, but I got through it. Someone resonates with that because they, they're going through that too right now. Mm-hmm. Right now in the, in the market, in the, in the world, we have too many people out there that are just being perfect or trying to be perfect. And if you notice the people that you think are perfect, something happens. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I didn't know they were going through that. Yeah. I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know how could that be? They've got a perfect life. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's not, they don't have a perfect life. They have a life that you deem as perfect because you've been conditioned to believe that. At the end of yeah. the day, we're all human mm. and we're learning. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are all human. And like, how cool is that? That's, you know, um, where perfect is boring, as I say all the time. And also like, um, I did an episode with Valenstein Jr. And he said, this is such a like, I like this is just such a great, he said, in the history of basketball, in the history of the NBA, there's never been a perfect game. There's never been a game with all these, the best of the best at what they do, where the, there's not a player who doesn't make a mistake. There's not a foul. There's not this. And so it's like, we're not robots. This is not an AI thing. This is like, if you, when you create things, you can create perfection if you want, but that's going to be contextual because someone else might be like, oh, that, that stroke's wrong. <laughs> So, exactly. oh my gosh, Adrian, I could keep talking to you forever. I do want to, <laughs> we'll have to just have other hangouts. Um, I got to get to the Northwest Absolutely. for sure. We have a, we have an eighties hangout. We talked about the eighties. Oh, I'm 80s about movies, like, 80s music. 1000%. Um, on OPC, everything is done in the 80s. <laughs> it we, is. we use eighties and nineties rap to like title classes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the best. It is the best. Um, you know, all, all y'all elder millennials are going to change the world. You might think that we're, uh, we're different, but we're actually the best. <laughs> we are, you know, just to, just to say it quickly here, we are the, well, here's the thing. Think about the eighties. We were in the middle of everything from tube uh, set TVs to cable to very first starting the first internet. When it was a dial up, you had to wait like 10 minutes to go online to moving into CDs. And then all of a sudden we move into the first mp3 ever this is before the iphone y'all okay so first mp3 ever then we moved into dvds that we we experienced a a major shift and change of everything technology wise yeah Yeah. and we all helped you get rid of some low-rise jeans to stop bringing them back because (laughs) (laughs) no one looks good enough Just say, just say, um, well, uh, (laughs) if you are an elder millennial, listen to this or a millennial in general, celebrate that. That's the first (laughs) practice in celebrating yourself. And, um, we're going to take a brief break and we're going to find out what you can listen to your purposeful life. And also Adrian's beat action items for you. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. 
Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Adrian, where can people find you, follow you, listen to this voice more? We're going to keep it simple. Just go to yourpurposeful.life, the website, yourpurposeful.life. It is still in motion, in action, okay? So we're still building it up. But go there, listen to the podcast episodes, download into your favorite podcast platform, scroll down that page, and join the YPL community, as we'll have amazing takeaways, questions that I'll be addressing, things coming up from previous guests like Leslie and reaching out to them, getting some advice about some questions you may have. Go there, yourpurposeful.life. I love it. And also everyone, just so you know, um, your website's never done. So if you just like you're never done learning, your website is never done. <laughs> it's, tr- it's true. It's very true. Oh, and go to the, the Your Purposeful Life with Adrian Stark's YouTube channel. Subscribe because mm-hmm. we'll have videos out weekly on that channel. But yes, back to what you were saying, websites are never done. <laughs> never done. They're never done. <laughs> Okay, real quick, uh, bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted action items we can give to the Be It community. What do you have for us? Okay, so I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard a lot of these things, but I'm going to say something right off the top. Stop believing everything you hear. That's the first step. Get curious. Question people. Question yourself. But do it in a respectful way. Mm. Do it in a respectful way. Mm. That's the first sign of, of self. That's one of the first steps to self-maturity. Yeah. And if you really want to change, you have to be able to change your current paradigm, your current story, and how you currently do things. I don't want to make this hard for you, but you have to do that. It starts with you first, and you got to start questioning things, people, and your own motives. If you can't call yourself out on your own shit, How can you get mad if people don't hear you, don't respect you? How can you get mad about that? So to create some magic out here, you got to get honest with yourself and start really challenging you. Sit yourself down and get at it. Go to work. Yeah, I love that. Y'all, I just want to highlight, like, not only, like, don't believe everything you hear, include the things you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We tell ourselves some whoppers that are not true about ourselves. Negative uh, self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Adrian, you're amazing. You're so great. I love that you're doing what you're doing and putting it out in this world because you are helping people be more purposeful and that is only going to make this world a better place. So thank you so much, y'all. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Please let us know. Tag the Be It Pod, tag Adrian Starks. Um, and until next mm-hmm. time, be it till you see it. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. 
Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer Mesh Herico for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Were you always living your purposeful life or like, did you come upon something that's like, I need to be more purposeful? How did that become about? Hell no. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> and until next time, be it till you see it. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!